your somewhere. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. It's never cool to clear your throat on live radio unless you want to sound like a cow getting shot, which is kind of part of the deal uh, with with the Steve Noble Show. Welcome back. I hope you're doing well. Uh, What a pleasure to be back live on the campus of Montreat College, beautiful Montreat, North Carolina, right next door to Black Mountain, literally right off the exit of I-40 if you're in North Carolina, and I'm sure you've driven by here a thousand times. Uh, But back today, it's been a, a great day. A lot of homeschoolers running around on the campus, which might have made a few people nervous because we are going to take over the world. Paul, did you know that? Homeschoolers are going to take over the world. One of these days we're working on it, and we're here with the president of Montreal College, Paul Maurer, and it's good to see you, buddy. How are you? Steve, doing really well. Thank you. It's, it was a great day today, and we want homeschoolers to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, what percentage of your – I'm going to cause some trouble here. Do you mind? No. Okay, what percentage of your... You're going to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. What percentage of the student population here at Montreat are homeschoolers? One in eight of our students are homeschooled. Okay, so the one in eight will employ the other seven, and then we'll do it together. We'll take over the world together. Well, how about if Montreat alum take over the world and the homeschoolers are part of that takeover? Wow, okay, all right. Well, I'll, I'll, I can play along with that. That doesn't help me because I was neither homeschooled nor did I come to Montreat. Uh, but you should, you know, just show me some grace and some mercy. Anyway, it's great to be back. It was cool to see uh, so many homeschool families here today. It, it turned out great. Uh, but but wh- why, is this, why is this a good marriage? The homeschool community, you've done some of that in your own family. We'll talk to Greg here in a minute, who's also been homeschooling. A couple of the students we're talking to today uh, were homeschooled, except for Caleb, uh, but we'll show some grace and mercy there. Uh, But it seems like such a natural match. I guess the question is why? Well, the the brief version is that we're small, and homeschooled students and families educate in small settings where students don't fall through the cracks. They're known. Uh, mm. Students are known here. They're known by name, and they're known by name very quickly. Mm-hmm. And the only way to fall through the cracks here is to intentionally isolate. Like I went to a, a big state university, 40,000 undergrads, and you're a number, you're unknown. I was a number for at least two years of my yeah. time there. So we're small. We're Students are known here. But it's also natural because... It's next level intellectual development. It's it's next level spiritual development. It's next level career vocation development. And there's community here. Mm-hmm. The, that's the quick version of why this is what I believe to be the best college university in the state of North Carolina for homeschool families. And why I think it's one of the finest in the country. Yeah, and we talked about that last time uh, when we got into a conversation about how many solid Montreal uh, Montreat-esque Christian colleges are there in this country, and I think the number at best was what, 100? About 100. Mm-hmm. About 100. Give or take. So so as homeschool parents, and then parents with 
uh, students that are not necessarily in homeschool, but you're growing up in a Christian home, you're, you're, you're a believer, your family's a believer. Uh, we have to be intentional. You mentioned this last time, and I wanted to bring this up. <clears throat> I have a friend that runs an incredible school back in Raleigh called Iron Academy. It's a school just for young men, Alan Hahn, who I'll introduce you to one of these days. I told him what you said last time about generally we think K through 12, and if we get them through K two, through 12, we're in great shape. Send them to Liberty or whatever, and everything will be fine, uh, which is really a joke. It's not K through 12. You mentioned K through 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, why should we think like that? Because it's completely naive to think that 18-year-olds uh, are fully formed intellectually, spiritually, relationally, vocationally. They're just getting started. There's a whole lot of major decisions that they've never made that they're going to begin to make during the college years about who they are, about who their friends are, about who they're going to marry, about their future. They've not been independent. College is the bridge between complete dependence and independence. Mm -hmm. And you learn how to become independent and you make those decisions along the way. And you ought to do it in a culture that helps you with those questions doesn't stop, doesn't hurt you with those questions. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the biggest things as we continue this conversation, and we will into the future. And uh, before we finish the show, we'll talk about uh, some of the programming and things you've got coming this summer, which are so important. <clears throat> but but just understanding, just because your kid goes to a, a Christian school, grows up in a good Christian home, you're homeschooled or whatever, by the time they get through the end of 12th grade, their brains are really just starting to kind of blossom and open up. And so they start considering other things. They start thinking a little bit more maturely. And if you just release them into that college world without having the discipleship and and mature believers coming alongside them, you're really setting them up to fail. I don't think that's an overstatement. I don't even think it's hyperbole. I think that's what we're doing largely. I I think homeschool parents are spectacular. Yeah, I I really do. I believe that to my core. I've been around it for 30 years. Um, But it's also a mistake in my opinion to think that, 18-year-olds really know how to read, write, Mm. think critically, think analytically, argue persuasively, and work cooperatively. They don't know how to do things at a high level. They know how to do it at a high school level, but there's a collegiate level, there's an adult level, there's a mature level that is yet ahead. Yeah, one of the things I'm talking to a couple of the students that we'll meet here in a little bit uh, was communication. The vast majority of people at this point, probably 30 and under, but especially 22 and under communication is almost non-existent. We've really missed the boat. And that's why I was encouraged to hear because communication is a big deal, really, regardless of what your major, even cybersecurity, which we'll talk to Greg here on the other other side of the break. Uh, But the ability to communicate is, is become like a diamond. It's so valuable, but it's not often taught. So, so talk to me real quick, just about teaching these young people how to communicate effectively, not only within the confines of their major and and their career, but as Christians. This is the power of the Christian liberal arts, is you're teaching the higher level competencies for life. We We don't educate here to a job. We educate here to any job. And that's the power of the liberal arts. It's reading, writing, critical thinking, analysis, problem solving, teamwork, persuasion. These are the life skills for any job. You add character to that, and you've got a life of vocation that's very rich. Yeah, it's very rich. It's it's, uh, incredibly important. It's what the Lord has called us to do as his ambassadors out in this world. Liberal arts, we were just talking about it this week in my world history class because we're talking about the Renaissance. 
And I said, what do you guys think liberal arts education is all about? And they think, they said, being a liberal. They don't even understand what it is. They need help. That's why Montreat College exists. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, live from Montreat College in beautiful Montreat, North Carolina. The website that you need to get to, uh, sons and daughters, grandsons, granddaughters. This is one of the premier Christian colleges in the country. It's right here in North Carolina. An incredible liberal arts education, which we're going to talk to Paul uh, Maurer a little bit more about, but also cybersecurity, which I want to get to here in a second. But the website, montreat.edu, that's the easiest way to get there. Uh, and we're talking about, because Paul mentioned this last time I was up here just a few weeks ago, K-12. through which is typically where most of us live. We just got to get our kids through good K through 12. And then college will be fine. No, it's K through 16. You got to think all the way through the process because they're still developing. Uh, Paul, one of the things before I introduce Greg, uh, just so people understand, this is our mutual friend who also helps out here at Montreat, Todd Von Helms. When he started telling me about what's happening here with cybersecurity, first of all, I thought this is just a tiny little Christian school in Montreat. Uh, I didn't know they even had computers. So how could they be doing cybersecurity? And then he explains it to me, and then he starts talking about the state of North Carolina and things, some things you're doing with the federal government, and I was shocked. So I want to start with that, because pe- that will give people a tangible way of understanding just how uh, monumental it is what God is doing here at Montreat, specifically with cybersecurity. Yeah, so we're in our 11th year of teaching cybersecurity here, so we're not a newbie, we're not the, the oldest guy, the most mature, but we're, we're a seasoned veteran now in cybersecurity education. Uh, it's our second largest major here. Wow. We knew that early on that we needed um, the accreditation to go along with, like most academic programs do. And in the case of cybersecurity at a national level, the National Security Agency, the NSA, is the de facto accrediting agency or body for cybersecurity in American higher education. So we got that, uh, that what's called CAE approval, Center of Academic Excellence approval, in 2017. Mm. And then over the next few years, um, they we began to be asked by them to do some work for them. We've been doing contract work for the NSA for several years now. Would you like to say hi to them? Because you don't know enough about me. I can guarantee you they're listening to the show. So hi, every, hi, all Paul Ferns at the NSA. Anyway, were they surprised when it was – who are you guys? Montreat College, this tiny little Christian school. So out in the mountains of North Carolina. So there, there aren't a lot of small schools, there aren't a lot of private schools, and there aren't a lot of Christian schools that are CAE designated with the NSA. There are a handful in the yeah. country. We were the first in the, in the country, and um, they actually really reached out to us because we're a faith-based institution. And the reason for that is a cybersecurity professional has to be a person of character. Mm. They have to have a moral compass. Why? Well, because every cyber program in the country at the university or college level, every single one teaches offensive principles. They, they teach a version of how to be an offensive hacker, how to break into your stuff. Right. Well, why do we do that? Why do we do that? Why does everybody do that? Well, because if you're going to be a good defender, you have to understand the mind of the offense. Mm. And so we teach the, the mind of the offender, the offense, in order to teach them, well, if you're going to teach them how to break into stuff – they got to have a moral compass yeah. if you're going to be a res- <laughs> responsible institution. Well, the NSA understood this long before we, we did, and, and we said, this is who we are. And they came to us and they said, 
would you develop a curriculum for us on cybersecurity ethics? So we've actually just finished wow. a book. It's amazing. That the NSA requested and funded, and now it's in front of a publisher, and it'll be published in early 24, and it will be the standard that the NSA gives wow. to the 430 schools across the country of how to teach cyber ethics. Yeah, written by a bunch of Bible thumpers. We're not Bible thumpers. <laughs> uh, uh, convictional Christians, we'll go with that. Would you please introduce Greg? Because I'd love for everybody to. So Greg Saidian is one of our core cybersecurity full-time faculty here. Uh, Greg comes to us with over two decades of industry experience. We have hired practitioners here as our cyber faculty mm-hmm. rather than strict academics. And the reason is because... Cyber professionals are going to work 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks. They, they, they need to understand what it means to be in the trenches. They need to understand what it means to make really complex decisions really fast. And we wanted people here that understood those things through experience. And Greg brings, again, over two decades of experience. He can tell you more about his, that experience. But Greg really brings like this wealth of yeah. knowledge and education and experience in teaching and mentoring our students. Thank you, Greg. Welcome to the show. How 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 understood is cybersecurity from a college student parent's perspective? Uh, thank you, Steve, for having You're me welcome. here. Um, it's not very well understood. Uh, cybersecurity is typically thought of as you know firewalls or devices to keep my PC secure or to keep my credit card from being hacked. But there's much more to cybersecurity than just that. Cybersecurity is an actual mindset, as President Maurer kind of alluded to. It's a mindset of how do I make decisions based on situations. It's a situational awareness. We talk about cybersecurity. We're talking about cyber warfare. When you talk about offense, you talk about defense, there's an immediate contention. So we're talking about cyber warfare, whether it's uh, protecting credit card information at a dot-com or working for the NSA or a three-letter agency or working for a college campus or a small to medium business. I am defending myself against people who are trying to do me harm. And this is what we need to understand when we talk about cybersecurity. How uh, extensive are the opportunities for graduates coming out of Montreat? Extremely, yes. There are, there are more jobs than we know what to do with. However, the big issue today is we need to make sure that those kids coming out of these programs are qualified for those jobs. It's great to have half a million jobs available, but if you only have a small handful of qualified graduates applying for those jobs, sure, they'll get caught up real quick, but you still have this big workforce issue. Yeah, well, I generally don't want a barista flying the plane that I'm on, right. so somebody's got to be properly trained. So what does that process look like here at Montreal College? What, what, what are the building blocks of a, of a degree in cybersecurity? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we start with the fundamentals. We are going to start with what is cybersecurity? How do we define cybersecurity so that we have the right mindset? You know, it's a trust-based uh, uh, operation, right? If I'm going to allow somebody to do something, I need to trust them. Right. And so a lot of times when you think of your consumers or your partners, you don't know who these people are necessarily. Right. So I have to put in controls in place that the trust I give is what I truly understand. So we're going to start at a foundational level. What does it mean to grant trust? What does it mean to grant trust to a system? What does it mean to grant trust to a, an application? Right. And what are applications? How do they run? How do they function? What does it mean to run an application on a, a computer? Then we're going to branch out into what does the Internet look like. When we talk about the Internet, most people just think of it as a, as a cloud or some, some system. But, you know, it's a system of roads where, you know, cars in the road system get from point A to point B. Well, 
our communications get from point A to point B across wires and across the um, wireless and technologies and things like that. So students need to understand what is the medium that they're dealing with, yeah. right? And then we're going to move into security. What does it mean? What are all these terms and things like that? And to, to President Maurer's point, you know, how do you defend? How do you do the offense? What's the mindset of the criminal? But they have to understand the foundations first. Are the students surprised when they first come in about all the ethical underpinnings that have to be there? I mean, the, 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 everything you're talking, as a person with an ethics degree, Everything you're saying to me screams ethical. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't have an ethical mm-hmm. framework, right. you're like a beast loosed upon the world, which is not a good thing. Uh, we'll keep talking about that. I also want to get uh, Caleb to come up here, who's uh, uh, a student here at uh, Montreat. He's studying cybersecurity. So, Caleb, you can make your way up here. Greg, we'll keep talking about it. Paul, thank you so much. We'll continue this conversation live from Montreat University. Montreat College here in Black Mountain area. Montreat. Montreat.edu. This is Steve Noble. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, live from Montreat College, montreat.edu. Paul Maurer is here, the president of Montreat. Greg Saadian is here, is the assistant professor of cybersecurity, as well as uh, young Mr. Caleb Wells, who now discovered he has a voice for radio. By the way, can any of you fine Christian gentlemen name the last tune that was playing as we came in from the break? Do you even know what band that was? Sorry, Speedwagon? <laughs> Starts with an R. I'll give you that. Anybody else? Did you know the song? I've heard it before, definitely. Sinner. It was Rush. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. so that's okay. (laughs) Throw you right on the bus. Okay, Greg, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to introduce Caleb. Uh, And then I want to try to figure out, because Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. So I want to make sure that we ring a bell today, that parents, grandparents, and students that might hear this, uh, cybersecurity, they're going to hear a certain kind of bell. That, that, that was my question I was going to get to, Greg, which is, which is what kind of students end up in cybersecurity? So we'll take it from your perspective first, then you introduce Caleb, and then we'll take it from Caleb's perspective. All kinds of students end up in cybersecurity. Uh, you know, it's touted as the uh, major that's going to get you a job and a high-paying <laughs> job, right? And you're going to make uh, six figures out of college. So it's got a it's a wonderful carrot, right? Everybody wants it. Uh, you know, you could be no interest in cybersecurity whatsoever, but you want a degree in it because of that salary. And the the sad part is it it's not true. Uh, you know, there are some students that will do that. Those are the exceptional ones, but those who don't uh, really drink the Kool-Aid and understand and have the mindset and the ability to communicate and the professionalism, they're, they're not going to get those positions, you know, and they're going to struggle. And it's, a, it's a, something that we strive really hard here at Montreat to avoid. We want our students to graduate with that moral compass, with professionalism, yeah. with ethics, and with that situational mindset. We call it critical thinking, but in the cybersecurity world, it's a situational mindset that I can adapt to and make wise decisions to do no harm, to protect, to to do good for my company, to good for society. So, so our students yeah. that are coming here, our students that are interested in cybersecurity, are they are they gamers? Are yes. they programmers? Yes. Are they coders? Yes. Are they nerds? Yep. Sorry. Caleb. Athletes, nerds. Uh, but they have that kind of mind. They're, they're in the computer, quote unquote, world already. Not always. Not no, always. No, okay. no, no. Some of them say, like, I got this cool laptop for Christmas before I came here and I don't know how to turn it on. 
Wow. And, you know, so, but that, again, that goes back to that, but my dad said, or my parents said, I can make $80,000 a year graduating <laughs> right. from college right. if I get we this like degree. We like that. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not how it works. Yeah. So, and there's more to it, it than just that. There's absolutely more to yeah, it. Yeah. By the way, that. if you sell your soul for a salary, mm-hmm. you're an idiot. Exactly. Uh, God has uh, built you in a certain way. There's certain predispositions. Mm-hmm. And so when you go, and I tell my students this all the time, it gets me in trouble. If you go home and tell mom and dad, I think I want to teach clarinet to fourth graders, mm-hmm. and your parents are immediately thinking, they're doing a calculator. They're going, you can't make enough money to live on your own. Mm-hmm. What if God actually is calling you to that? Mm-hmm. So do you want to oppose God's call in my life? Now, you want to try that at the kitchen table, Caleb. Be my guest. <laughs> See how that goes. But why did it's great to have you here. Thank you so much. So how far along are you, and, and why Montreat, and why cybersecurity? So I'm a senior currently. i got a, about a semester and a half left. Uh, so pretty close to graduation, getting pretty excited. Um, but coming into cybersecurity, I, I kind of – it was kind of what Sadian said where I thought initially like, oh, big paycheck, $80,000 a year, $70,000 a year coming out of college. Like that, that was the draw. Yeah. Um, I was a gamer. I, I like playing games. Uh, my brother was really into computers. And so I thought, okay, I know computers. I can do this stuff. So that's kind of what got me into it. Um, and sort of in my freshman year, I, I kind of had, well, I think sophomore year, I had, kind of had a crisis um, about like, is this actually what I want to do? I was in the middle of a cyber competition, the thick of an eight hour day, eight hour long competition. And it was really hard. And I had to kind of look at myself and say, what am I really doing this for? Mm. And a a quote came to my mind. I don't know where I got it from, but it's, I'm not doing this because it's hard. I'm doing it because it's worth it. Mm. And so I think that's where my mindset changed from. I'm not doing this for an $80,000 paycheck. I'm doing this because this is what I feel called to do. Um, And so why Montre? I think, you know, for me, the most important aspect of my life is my is the spiritual aspect, my faith. Um, and so I want to go somewhere that while I'm getting a cybersecurity degree, I can pour into my spiritual self and my faith and have people come alongside me do that. Uh, that's one of my favorite things about Montre and, and being in Professor Sadian's class and all the rest of them is that um, I'm not just learning how to code, how to script, how to do cybersecurity but I'm learning professionalism, I'm learning ethics, and I'm learning how to grow my faith and how yeah. to do that. Um, so that's, I mean, yeah. Well, that's the Christian life. It's holistic. It's everything. It's not Sunday. It's not Monday night. It's not Wednesday night. It's everything all the time, which mm-hmm. is one of the things, like you said, I love about Montreat, is it's holistic. It's the whole person. It's, it's your professionalism. It's your knowledge. It's your education. But it's your spirit as well. You can go out and knock it out of the, out of the park as a professional, but if you're not a kingdom person, you're just worldly. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do both, which is awesome. And, and Caleb, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Congratulations, and uh, thanks for sharing. It's so great, Abby. I'm going to get you up here because we're going to do a we're going to do a hard 180, and not a 180. This is like a 90 degree turn. We're going to go from cybersecurity to English. Now, now, okay, parents and grandparents out there, if your son or your daughter comes home one day in high school and they say, "I think I want to major in English." Does that give you a heart attack? Because we think that's a worthless education. It, like my, you might as well go do gender studies. But, <laughs> but English, I love because of what you want to do with it. Anyway, Abby, thanks for coming. It's great to have you here. Yeah, uh, thank you. Why English? Why Montreat? Yeah. So actually, I'm not just English. I'm double majoring, so I'm also in psychology. Um, but yeah, so I chose both English and psychology because it's what I'm passionate about. Um, both my uh, mom and my grandmother were uh, teachers, wow. specifically my grandmother. She was an English teacher and a principal. 
So from the time I was really young, being homeschooled and everything, I was immediately surrounded by books and stories and writing and just everything in between. And so I think because of both of them, I really developed a passion for that. Um, psychology, I kind of found more on my own. Um, I am passionate about helping people. I want um, to see people, you know, be healed and to expose them to the gospel in any way I can. And I thought that that would be a good way to do that. Um, as far as why I came to Montreat, you know, I really, the draw was the community um, to begin with. Uh, I knew some people who had graduated, some people who were going there, that kind of thing. I've had, you know, cousins graduate from here in the past. And I came here and I just, you know, recognized immediately, like, this is where the Lord's calling me. I actually applied um, later than most people. I uh, applied in July of last year after talking to a friend. Um, and she convinced me to go ahead and apply. I was going to finish up my associate's degree and then transfer, but yeah. she convinced me to go ahead, get involved in the community and everything like that. So, so, you, so you knew about a, a lot about it coming in, mm -hmm. but what's it like now that you're here? Oh, it's everything and more, I think. Um, you know, being here has been such a great experience for me. You know, um, being involved in, you know, just my major and my classes, like the professors have been phenomenal all across the board. Like I've developed such a good tight knit community of good, you know, Christian young men and women who really just want to figure out, you know, life and where the Lord's calling them. Um, and so it's just been so great to just develop those relationships while also getting a great, you know, well-rounded education. What do you think from a spiritual perspective has been some of the biggest impacts uh, that the Lord has, has brought about in your spiritual walk since you've been here? Yeah, so I'd say one of the biggest things that the Lord has taught me about being here is just leaning on Him for strength and for, you know, protection. Um, I remember being in my freshman year, the first, you know, couple weeks, I was terrified. You know, I was like, what sure. am I doing here? Like, you know, am I meant for college? Like, is this, like, is this what I'm supposed to do? And so I think during that process, the Lord was really teaching me, you know, lean on me for your strength. Like, this is where you're supposed to be. I've brought you here for a reason. And I think, you know, getting out in the community and talking to other people, they also kind of reinforce that. You know, it's like you're not alone in this journey. You know, the Lord is with you. We're with you now, too. You know, we're walking this journey with you. And so I think, you know, all around, just learning to lean on the Lord and become more independent as a person and, you know, find out who I am in him. How has how has your experience at Montreat matched up with your years of being a homeschooler? Yeah, so it was actually a really great fit. Um, you know, I think President Maurer kind of touched on this earlier. Um, you know, it's a very tight-knit community. You know, we're a smaller school. Um, and so coming from, you know, an education setting where it's all very, you know, small classroom-based um, to another, you know, more smaller classroom-based yeah. um, kind of learning. Um you know, it was very comfortable. It's what I'm used to. You know, again, the professors know you by name. They know who you are. They know, um, like, what you're there for. Like, they really get um, get to know you and take the time to get to know you. Like, they really care. And so getting a more in-depth, um, getting to have more in-depth conversations with professors and students um, is something that I've already been kind of used to. And so I think overall the transition and that fit was just very easy. Yeah, that's what it seems. And Paul was mentioning that. And, and I was anticipating that's probably where you would go, that it, it's like going to another friend's house where you feel comfortable. 
Like, I can spend the night. I can hang out here. We have similar values. It's a similar environment. Uh, and that's super exciting, especially for homeschoolers, because we're good at creating community. Mm-hmm. Not that we have a choice. We live in a smaller <laughs> world. But that kind of, I know my teachers. I know my classmates. We're walking together. You see that at Montre, which is awesome. Absolutely. Abby, thanks for being here. This is Steve Noble. We'll be right Thank back. Thank you so much. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, live from Montreat College, Montreat, North Carolina, right off of I-40 and Black Mountain. Beautiful, beautiful area. Uh, I can't seem to catch a break, Paul, because the last time I was here, it was cloudy. Today it's cloudy, but yet it's still beautiful. What's? Help me understand that. Is it, like, always nice here, even yes. if the weather's not great? The ugliest days in Montreat are still drop-dead gorgeous. <laughs> That's so cool. I went to University of Illinois. <laughs> And so on clear days, you just saw more corn. That was it. But here you got the mountains. All right. uh, I want to uh, introduce everybody to the original Dr. Strange, John Strange. How how long have people been – is it just me? Have people been giving you a hard time about your last name? 100% since I was old enough to remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, please forgive me, uh, but I just sometimes can't help myself. All right. So uh, you're in environmental science here. What, What year are you? I am a junior. And were you, how long were you homeschooled? Uh, basically the entire time. Like I did do some classes here and there, but other than that, 100% homeschooled. And so uh, let's start with environmental science because I'm going to assume probably safely that a lot of people listening to us now on radio or l- later on the podcast uh, aren't really familiar with what that is. That's why I cracked the joke about uh, Birkenstocks earlier because they're thinking environmental sci- science and, and a lot of people my age are thinking politically all the time. So help us understand what environmental science is and why you chose it. And then we'll look at kind of the intersection of environmental science and a biblical worldview and how you're living out your faith. Yeah, of course. I actually I love sort of breaking people's perceptions of what environmental science means. Um, so essentially, environmental science is just the study of interactions. So you have like biology studying living organisms or you have um, like chemistry studying reactions uh, environmental science is studying the the way those things interact in the actual world and how we can um, understand that or how we can use that to our advantage or how we can uh, help that process to be beneficial to us in the long run were there were there people in your in your background back home in your homeschool community when you started talking about environmental science that they were just kind of rolling your eyes their eyes because they didn't understand what that was and, and why would a a, a good Jesus-following young man going to environmental science because that sounds like environmental activism. I, th- I think there definitely were. It, it sort of depends on how you spend something, right? Environmental yeah. science has the word environmental in it, which for people who lived through the 90s especially is going to carry a lot of baggage with it. Um, but if you, you talk more about the end goal, so if you talk about like agriculture or forestry or working in a national park or being in research or something like that, it is a lot more likely to uh, resonate with people yeah, and they'll yeah. just understand what you're talking about that's, a lot better. That's a great point. How, do you, how, how does your faith inform that and in your interest in environmental science? I, th- I think God speaks to us through the environment, and um, I don't think it's an accident that I love being in it. Mm. Uh, I don't think it is um, a purely academic or 
or purely political thing that that we are doing out there we are we're stewarding which is one of the like the original things god gave us to do you know he's given us all callings like to to minister to people he's called us to care for people and to give to people and to love on people uh, and to care for his environment and we we we're all called to do all of those things right each and every one of us needs to do each and every one of those things but uh, a lot of us are called to and vocationally to really focus in on one and um i i just really feel that that is a really good fit for me where would you like to go career-wise uh, currently, um, I am really just fascinated with the intersection of uh, agriculture, particularly sustainable agriculture, and, and where that crosses uh, community. Um, like I mentioned, like environmental science is the study of interactions. Community is the same thing. It's how we interact with each other. So where those two things meet, sort of, um, our food and our land and um, the place we live and the people we rub shoulders with, where those things come together, I, I think that it has great potential to touch people's lives in really important, yeah. impactful ways. And I, I, I just love thinking about that. Um, where I'll end up for sure, I don't know. Environmental science is such a broad um, science with so many awesome careers that I would love to be in any one of them. Yeah, that's super cool. So tell me about your experience here at Montreat and particularly uh, your spiritual development running alongside and integrated into your environmental science degree. Um. The, the thing that I love about Montreat more than anything else is the faculty. It's, um, it's so personal. It's mm-hmm. they, 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 they root for you. They come along beside you. Um, they really get to know you at a, often a, a level that's deeper than the way you know yourself. They sort of tease out things about yourself really to help you understand where, where you want to go, what you're interested in. Um, and then as, as far as science goes, they are exceptional at, teaching the facts of science but then also um like greg was talking about sort of teaching the ethics that go along with cybersecurity. you need the technical stuff right. and you need the ethics and those need to be sort of taught uh, almost separately but then really brought together in a big way um and the science does the same thing we you know you get the hard facts about like what happens when you know this chemical meets this chemical but then you also learn to to see the world as something that god has designed and god has created and it's just gorgeous and beautiful and learning about it is 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 just like learning more about god every day and it's so fun last quick question scale from one to ten how much has your time at montreat impacted your walk with the lord Nine or ten. Yeah. yeah. It's been extremely impactful. Yeah, that's awesome. So exciting. John, thank you so much for sharing thank you. Uh, and being part of the show. We appreciate it, and God bless you. That's super exciting. Uh, so, so Greg, let me go to you real quick, and then Paul will we'll finish up and talk about some things coming in the summer. Uh, Greg, real quick, just, just an invitation to people and, and, and parents and grandparents uh, to check out the cybersecurity program, specifically at Montreat, because it's really amazing what God's doing here. Yeah, definitely. Um Please come. Uh, please come and, and, and ask questions. Our, our information is online. Our program is online. But uh, we are really looking for people who are very interested in uh, benefiting a society. You know, we're all using computers. We're all, yeah. even if you're not using computers, you know, some people I know I talk to and they're like, oh, you know, I don't do online shopping and this and that. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't matter, right? Have you ever used a credit card yeah. at a Home Depot? Well, Home Depot has been breached. Have you ever uh, filed your income tax return? Well, our government. Okay, so, you know, we don't have to go too far to realize that. Filed a what? Exactly, right? So we don't have to go too far. And, you know, identity theft as opposed to uh, 
computer crimes as opposed to a virus on my computer, right? It affects us all. It's so everywhere. Here we are, and we're going to teach you what uh, what to do, how That's to handle awesome. that, and what to do good in society. Montreat.edu. Paul, uh, some things coming up this summer, especially when it comes to choosing well K through 16, not K through 12. Yeah, so we have a summer program here called Compass. It's a, a teaser, a taste. Uh, we're here in the mountains where it's like spectacular during <laughs> yes. the summer. So everyone wants to come to the mountains. Everyone does come to the mountains in the summer. And so we offer a week-long camp. But it's it's a college immersion mm. week. So you get the benefits of camp, but you also get a taste of what college life might yeah. be like with we have nine different uh, topics this summer. We've got audio production, creative writing, criminal justice, exercise science, cybersecurity, herpetology, where they go and catch snakes. I was going to ask. And psychology. And so if you want to get a taste of Montreal, get a taste of college, freshman through senior high school students, we'd love for you to come. I love that. The uh, June 6th through 8th, the Thought Leadership event, How to Choose Well higher education and the future of our society. What are you up to with that? Well, we're up to with that is that we want to help. We want to be a service to parents and to their sons and daughters uh, to, ha- to figure out how to navigate this really um, kind of a labyrinth of the college decision-making process. It can be overwhelming. It, it can be um, difficult if you if you don't know how to navigate that well. And so... We want to offer um, K through 12 homeschoolers, K through 12 Christian school educators in the public system and the and the in the Christian system to uh, think about that 12 through 16, 13 through 16. It's that last part of yeah. K through 16 because we we think that there's a lot of um, we we think people don't think about that richly or deeply enough, and mm-hmm. we want to help them do that. Yeah, I think there is a level of intensity and intentionality and focus that we need to really begin to embrace. Things are changing rapidly uh, for our for our young people. They don't see it like like our kids. Uh, when my wife and I react to the presence of an LGBTQ character in every single thing you watch or view, uh, they're always like, "You guys." Get over it. What are you so bent out of shape for? Because they've grown up in the environment where that's been normalized. They haven't seen the culture shift. They don't have the perspective. Uh, but things are changing so rapidly when in, right under our feet that I think this college choice, which is why this event, June 6 through 8, is so important. We need to be much more. It almost is like we need to be more like Israel and less like the United States. We're in a war. We really are. And we're in a war for the souls of men, and we're in, in a war just for the decency of our neighbors' lives. But I think we need to think more like warriors and less like we're hanging out on a cruise ship. Here or am I overreacting? No, I, I think you're right on target. I think I think there's a, the stakes are very, very high, and I think it's easy to, to lose sight of that. And then how do people get information? And, this, and, we'll, and I'll talk about it more even with the podcast. Coming up next June 6 through 8. I'm assuming that will be on the website. We'll be launching a website for that. Okay, excellent. Uh, so good to have you, Paul. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for everything happening at Montreat. Greg as well, God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, to our students, John, Abby, Caleb, great job. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Uh, we'll keep working together. We're all on the same team. 
We're passionate about the same things, and you should be as well. Sons or daughters, grandsons or granddaughters, Montreat.edu is the website. Montreat.edu. I will keep bugging you about it until you do something about it, because I love the Lord. And believe it or not, I love you too. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. Like my dad always used to say, ever forward.